Hello, you guys, and welcome to the Daily Slay Show, where we come together to slay your life. I'm Jamie King, aka The Slay Coach, and I am a mom of three with anxiety and ADHD who's built a multi-seven-figure business without a college degree. I'm here to slay in the trenches with you. I'm not here to fix you. I'm here to help you fix yourself. Now, I am on a mission to document progress, not perfection, and to share the messy in between in hopes to help you make your mess your message. Now, I can't promise that every day will be a win, but I can promise that the only way for you to lose is to quit. So if you can commit to yourself, I promise to commit to you here. Let's do this and let's slay 2023. Let's talk about faith. This is one of my favorite things to talk about because I um, was a kid who grew up Catholic and I left the church. I didn't like dramatically leave. There was nothing wrong. I just fell disenchanted with it. And I was never super into it. I take that back. I was into it. I was a like altar girl with a like robe and stuff. Um, I participated because I went to a Catholic school is what we did. Um, But I was, I wasn't moved by the sermons. I was not a person who looked forward to church. We were the family that went to church like on holidays. And occasionally when I would stay the night with my super like religious friends, I would go to church with them. And so I was never like a church kid, but I grew up in love with the Catholic community because of the community, not for like any of the drama stuff in the news, but like the Catholic community. And so my faith and my return to faith Um, started with a rock bottom moment with my daughter's getting, my daughter getting diagnosed with infantile scoliosis. And so it was that moment where, and a lot of things led to the faith that I have today and my, my faith curiousness, but I've always been a spiritual person or a person that believed in God. I, I never identified as an atheist or anything, but I definitely, um, like didn't have a denomination or didn't identify as Christian for a long time. And so because I was so disenchanted with the monotony and the formality of Catholic church, I just kind of left and never went back to any church. And the reason why I was so turned off by churches in general was because I was so pro-gay marriage. I was just such a fighter for equality and uh, women's rights and reproductive rights. And I was just so disenchanted by people in the church whom in my life or in my husband's life, my husband's um, has family members that are super religious and his father, he's talked about this publicly. His father wasn't um, around a lot in his adulthood or parts of his childhood and um, his father's super religious. So I saw a lot of these people that preached Christ, but did not act the way uh, that I believe that Christ would act. And so this is like a sensitive subject. And um, I don't want this to be a touchy subject. I think it is something that we should have enough emotional intelligence and empathy for one another to be able to have open discussions about And so this might be controversial to say, but I didn't identify as a Christian. I I thought Christians were judgy. I thought um, they were hateful. A lot of people were hateful. 
And I had a lot of fear being in a liberal community that I would be seen as a Christian. Well, what if people find out? (laughs) Or like, what if people think that I'm Christian when I talk about God or when I talk about spirituality? And so the rock bottom moment that made me what I call to this day, Christ curious. um, I still don't like have a label for myself, like in my faith, but my son goes to a Catholic church. We go to a Catholic church. Um, yeah, I've, I have a really great relationship with God. I am learning to a lot about Jesus and a lot about a lot of religions. I'm learning about, do I want to have a relationship with Christ the way that a Christian would? And so this is like not a normal podcast episode or conversation, but I think it's an important conversation to have because just me being able to articulate and explore my feelings and my journey with my spirituality, I think is going to help a lot of people come to their sense of their own faith, not from a place of here's what you should think, or here's what you should believe in. And that's what I think the problem is a lot of people are spreading their word of what they believe in with judgment. And if you don't accept this as what as truth, as what I say to be true, then you're wrong or bad. And I think that's where Christianity gets a bad rap it took my friend Jenna and Tyler, <laughs> some of the most faithful Christian people that I know that truly walk the walk and talk the talk and live a really like Christ-like life. And so for me to see examples in my sister-in-law and my brother and just a lot of like in my brother and my, yeah, like just people that I know in real life, I started getting around people that weren't judgy Christians, that were really like weren't pushy, weren't you know, shameful if you didn't believe what they believed and just really accepted you as you were. And and being around those types of people gave me the opportunity to be Christ curious as I am today. But the moment where I started to really develop my spirituality, and I think a lot of people have this journey where we go on in and out of, if you grew up as a person of faith, or if you identify as someone who believes in a higher power, the universe, God, whatever you want to call it, um, my daughter. So back to the story about my daughter getting diagnosed with infantile scoliosis. So she was four months old. I noticed that she was crooked. And the reason I noticed that she was crooked is because I had scoliosis myself. I'll talk about that on another episode. But I saw her spine and freaked out. Went immediately to the doctor. The doctor said, let's go to a specialist. Went to the local specialist who was on months long waiting list. Heard that there was a baby with a curve wanted to see her immediately. And I was like, well, that's weird. Why does like one of the top doctors in Louisville want to fit us in like now? And it's because it was rare. It was super rare and he hadn't seen it. And he, that was red flag number one. (laughs) Don't go to someone who isn't experienced in treating the type of condition that your child has. But everybody loved him for kids, but not, he didn't work with babies. So anyways, we went and he x-rayed her and it was like, yeah, it's over a 30 degree curve. Um, there is a congenital birth defect. Looked at her spine and somehow saw some type of bone malformation. Um, spoiler alert, it wasn't there. There was no bone malformation, but he read the x-ray wrong. And so he was like, yeah, she's got a deformed spine. Her spine is like fused on one side. It's likely called like a hemivertebrae where the spine is fused on one side and she's going to have... Basically, congenital scoliosis, infantile scoliosis is the worst kind possible. And I had done too much reading. I had joined Facebook groups at that point. I knew too much as a scoliosis kid myself. So like I just knew too much. Sometimes too much information, this is why I say don't doctor Google things, is 
really bad for your mental health. And so because I knew all what that meant, um, when we when she got diagnosed, there's three different types of infantile scoliosis. There is congenital, which is the worst. There is idiopathic, meaning they don't know what causes it, which is the least, um, I guess, the least bad of the three. And then the middle one is progressive infantile scoliosis. So because she was over 30 degrees, we automatically knew that it was either congenital or progressive. So anytime they are young like that and it's over a 30 degree curve, it's immediately considered progressive because the odds of it per, like correcting, because a lot of infantile scoliosis, 80% of it corrects itself. Sometimes babies are just crooked. They're really moldable and malleable and floppy <laughs> and they just usually correct themselves. But 80% of infantile scoliosis that aren't congenital correct themselves. So Audrey got the worst diagnosis possible in that visit. And my husband and I, we just cried. We went to the parking lot and we just bawled our eyes out the hardest I think I've ever cried because we knew that with that diagnosis, the future looked like years of surgeries, shortened height, disability. Um, her spine was going to be fused at a young age. She was going to have growing rods, meaning have to have surgery every couple of years to have her rods moved up while she grew, bracing, casting. We just knew it was like a lifetime of hospital. Um, it's not a death sentence, but it is a debilitating um, condition. And it can be a death sentence. It can lead to fatality because there's a lot of surgeries involved and um, it can get really, really bad. And so we were just given the worst possible outcome. They were like, well, they scheduled us for an MRI to make sure she had kidneys. Like, well, we need to make sure she has both her kidneys. So we're like, here we are with our newborn baby, like freaking the fuck out. And thought everything was done. And all of a sudden, like, what the fuck? And so I had this rock bottom moment, like the rock, most rock bottom we've ever had in our lives. Like what is going to happen to our baby? Oh my gosh. And thankfully we ended up getting a second opinion. I'm not going to get into the whole story about her scoliosis journey. That's for another episode. But basically we've got another opinion and it, the expert that sees babies, we went to Cincinnati the next day and saw an expert that sees babies. And he's like, she does not have a congenital birth defect. She's fine. She's just crooked. I'm like, okay, great. So this is fixable. So long story short, that moment was like, brought me to my knees. It brought me to God. It brought me to a prayer. It brought me to please God, like make this not be the case. Make this not be what we're hearing now. And so I just prayed and I went back to prayer and I went back to the Catholic prayers that I was taught in school. And I went back to like, I got all the spiritual books. I found Gabby Bernstein. I started looking to other faiths, Buddhism. Baha'i faith. I had just studied, studied, studied. I was diving into the Bible again. I was just like looking for answers as to why my baby could be going through this. Why would God do this to a baby? And so instead of getting angry with God, I decided to get close with God. And so that's when I got comfortable because I was always a spiritual person, but that's when I got comfortable using the word God. Because a lot of times I thought the word God meant um, Christian. And at the time I had not identified as Christ curious as I identify now. And so I, yeah, I just started getting proud of saying the word God and sharing my faith. And it resonated with people. And there were other people that were Christ curious. And there were other people that were disenchanted from the church that are spiritual, that use the terms like universe. And I'm like, well, I look at the universe as more of like a scientific term. And I look at a higher power as more of like a God term. So I don't care what you call your higher power or your faith. But if you are faith curious, lean into those little nudges 
Um, if you're atheist, no judgment there. I, I welcome everyone. Uh, I don't believe that you have to think the way that I think. I don't believe being an atheist is wrong. I believe that we're all on our own path and we have to come to the conclusions ourselves, um, or it won't be authentic and true and real for us. So I hope that this podcast episode sparks a conversation and a curiosity in yourself to explore your own belief systems and your own fun- fundamental values within having faith or believing in something greater than yourself. So I love you guys. Thank you for being a part of this really honest and raw conversation. This is really scary and nervous for me to record this and be so open about my spiritual path, but I hope that this makes you feel more comfortable with your own. And thank you so much for listening. Share this if it resonated with you and I will slay you again later. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You guys, please remember to go download all the new episodes all at once. And once you have done that, fill out the form in the link in our show notes, and we are going to send you a little sleigh goodie bag. That's right, for free. The first 100 people to leave a review and download all these episodes is going to get a pop socket and a little gift from me. A little surprise. I can't tell you what it is yet. Shipped to you, everyone in the United States that does this, we are shipping it out for free. So I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And if you feel called and want an extra entry into a giveaway for a hundred dollar gift card, please tag us on social media and you can tag me at the Slay Coach and Jamie Jocelyn King and the Slay School. Either one will enter you into an hundred dollar Amazon gift card and we appreciate you so much for listening and I will slay you again later.